Come back, J-Hab. <laughs> oh, that's great. Blame it all on the Jays. We were terrible this year. <laughs> but we want you back, J-Hab. Can't you blame it on Mark Shapiro, though? Like, not go. really. There's a lot of things that happened this year. But it's not J-Hab's fault. Brandon As you Brandon. hear these these amazing tones. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. And this is the Last Word Podcast. This is episode four. And um, something that's been uh, continuing tone of these podcasts is a lot of crazy stuff have happened. A lot of trades, a lot of free agent oh. signings, a lot of big moves. And, uh, well, it was no difference before this episode. We actually delayed it a day because the we MLB trade deadline. There's no way we could have done this. Yeah, yet. it was kind of like, you know, we should probably wait till we find out what happens. Like, there's there's rumors. Maybe there's this, like, Chris Archer thing happening, and then everything happened. Well, remember, uh, there was a report uh, late Monday that uh, Mike Rizzo was going to be listening to re- uh, requests. On, or sorry, trade offers on Bryce Harper, which I'll be honest with you, oh, it got ma- real. Made a lot of sense because let's be honest here. Although the the Nats aren't that far out of it, they still have a chance. They can still turn this thing around. But you have to, to pass two teams that are that haven't slowed down yet. You have to you have to hope that these younger teams a little bit like choke up a little bit. And I don't know if it's going to happen. And both younger teams were making additions. Yeah. So you know, was it in probably Mike Rizzo's best interest to maybe trade Bryce Harper? Yes, unless he thinks he can sign him. Because do you do you maybe fracture the relationship if you trade him away? It's not like a J Hap because he was thirty five. Everyone knew what the deal was last year of his deal. He said multiple times. Another reason I want him to come back. He loves it here. He'd be a. Fo- yeah. He even said before he was traded, he'd be a fool if he was traded away not to look at coming back. Yeah, because he likes it here so much. And it's not just he likes living in Toronto. He gets along really, really well with Pete Walker, the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. He likes the organization. It's just comfortable for him. Yeah. And guys need to, pitchers pitchers especially need to be comfortable. Exactly. So you you already knew it was going to happen. This is a lost season. He's 35 years old. You sell him for assets. We'll talk about the assets that they got back. I wasn't really happy, but now looking at a lot of these trades, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's still not the greatest, but you got what you could for him. Exactly. And he might come back. But Bryce Harper, he's so young. He's the face of the franchise. He's always been the face of the franchise. It's a little different if you See, try to rent him and then be like, hey, here's hey, the, Bryce, this you want to come back? This is the way I look at it. I almost look at it like the John Tavares situation because rarely do you ever see superstars yeah. leave their, their, their home base. In, in baseball, it happens more often. <laughs> Robbie Cano to the Mariners. Yeah, but Robbie, a lot of guys, a Robbie lot of guys Cano, at the end of their careers do move Robbie on. Robbie Cano went for money. Like the Yankees did offer him a contract, but it's like it was sort of like the the he John wanted Tavares the extra years. He wanted the yeah. he wanted the years where he would be bad to be taken care of. Exactly, and the Yankees weren't weren't about that because they had enough of bad contracts and they didn't want to do it again. So that's where they moved on. And but I'm talking about like real super. I'm talking about real real superstars. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like John Tavares was like the face of a franchise. Robbie Cano was never the face of the New York Yankees. He was a guy, and they thought okay, he was really good. He's a guy who probably should have played shortstop over a certain number two. Yeah, he's but better. the goat forever. But anyways, but defensively, um, the way it, the way it works is that we haven't seen that. Like LeBron, LeBron was really like I I would say he got the ball rolling, sort of like a superstar. But, but he gets to leave. He, but gets, he gets to do to it leave. himself, right? Like he, he does everything on his own terms. So like Bryce Harper next come this upcoming offseason, he's a free agent. Oh, it's free, gonna be interesting. Free to walk away and. If I'm him, do I look at this Nationals team that there's reports that there's a lot of uh, fighting amongst in the, clubhouse. in the clubhouse? You know, we saw maybe uh, you should I have think, kept Dusty Baker. Yeah, like last week, um, 
Strasburg, Strasburg and, and Scherzer, Scherzer going at going it. Going at it. Now, I'll give Strasburg a little bit of credit saying, let's go in the tunnel. Let's deal with this down That's there. That's the thing. Exactly. Do it out. Because like, yeah. this stuff happens all the time. Yeah, guys blow up at like, each other. It's, if you if you, if you you follow if you follow baseball, you'll know. This this shit happens all the time. Kevin Pollard broke his hand because he went, two years ago because he went into the dugout after striking out and punched the wall. Yeah. Funny story. The Blue Jays now have a punching bag in, their, in, in the hallway. I'm not <laughs> really? joking. That's a thing that happened after Kevin Pollard broke his Makes hand. Makes sense, though. Uh, but... This this shit happens. Guys go to like the guys you see on TV have blow-ups. Usually yeah. it's cuz they they want to be seen having the blow-up because this this stuff happens all the time and guys they do it out of sight. Yeah. It's the way to go though sometimes. But it's sometimes, the mature way to do it. But sometimes it, it happens. It's, it's like, not mature to break this was, things but this, at least like to not look like a child. Yeah, and this is the other thing too. It was Sunday night baseball. Exactly. There are cameras everywhere, so it's it's very hard. Like I'll, it's the only game on, and then, like it's baseball. There's always a game on. Yeah. But Sunday night, there's the one. Like most of the time, you see like oh, so and so and thing had like a Sunday blow night up. football. Yeah. If this you, happened, on, everyone's watching. Yeah. You might get the highlights from Bleacher Report, like if it was an afternoon game, but because it's a night game, everyone saw. Everyone saw. So I'll give him that. But there's a lot of fighting, and and I'm sure Bryce Harper's looking at it, it's like I've been at this for a long time with these guys, and you know we haven't won anything. And I'm sure that, you know, in the back of his head, if he wants to be the the man, like, he wants to win. Oh, yeah. So does he look at it like, do I have to move on? Do I have to go find a new team to go play for? You know, could it be the Cubs? Yes. Could it be Gets the— Gets to go play with his buddy, Chris Bryant. Okay. They grew up together Like, in that's a team that Vegas. would spend the money on, on, a t- on the thing, especially if the Cubs don't win this year. Yeah. I can see the Cubs being like, you know what, we need if we get this Bryce Harper, we get a Bryce you Harper. Make a big splash again. You know, we then we have Bryce Harper, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Kyle Schwarber. Like, it's a team that can be made, and then maybe Ian Happ. Ian Happ. Like, you can keep guys around. Even the Yankees. The, I, I, you know, I bring up the Yankees, but it, it's not because of being a fan of the Yankees. It's more because they're a team that can't afford to pay Bryce Harper that money. Well, they have the deep pockets, and yeah. and they can afford the luxury tax. They don't want to go into it right now. No, but for a player like Bryce Harper, that's a little bit of a different situation. Exactly, but I, it's very difficult. Bryce Harper's gonna. He, it's gonna be. It's it's gonna be. You know, usually it's the. You know this this up the summer that passed was the summer of LeBron. Oh uh, okay. yeah, man. So this upcoming winter is the winter of Harper because never mind the winter whatever the Games of Thrones. This is the winter of Harper because you're going to get. Him, well, I'm him sure going to Manny different Machado. and Manny Machado. Like, this is going to be. I we haven't I think Harper, seen something see, like this, and that's the thing. Like you know, can Manny stay in in L.A.? Yes. Would that's a little harder? They get Justin Turner. You got Corey Seager. Yeah, like Manny. You think Manny's going to play second base? Like, I don't I, think. I'm so. trying to think of a team where he can go to. Like I could honestly see Manny Machado going to the Cubs. Yeah. Because to take over for Addison Russell, yeah, like thinking you're rid of Addison Russell, he's like he's an he's just a he's just yeah. an okay shortstop. He's, he's a great defensive shortstop, yeah. with an okay bat, yeah. Like he's nothing like he's elite defensively, but as bad as if it's if it's league average, it's mm-hmm. league average. Yeah. Like it, could you it's imagine probably an, a couple ticks? Imagine below. an infield of that, like just not even Bryce Harper. You take Bryce Harper out of it, you put Manny oh, Machado. It's, it's just as deadly of an order. Stupid. So it, it it'll be very interesting to see that. That's where I personally think that Manny Machado might end up because it does make sense. It's really a team that can pay him. One could probably uh, you know to his yeah his I, restrictions of wanting to I play shortstop. If he if if he's flexible with that, I think the Phillies make the most sense for him. Yeah, at third base. That's kind of scary, mm-hmm. but they also have they they could play him at shortstop too because JP Crawford hasn't really turned out either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could maybe move Kingery to third. Like you can do some stuff in Philly. Yeah. Philly kind of has Philly's got the money. They've got 
they've got the team in terms mm-hmm. of young guys that are already kind of Manny's age that have yeah. come up and are looking good. Mm-hmm. Like they have the ability to do something like that. See, but, like I, I for Harper though, I'm just trying to think like where realistically is a team that he can go to? I think it's Washington. I think I think it makes the most sense does for him he to stay. Does he, like let's be honest here. You know who Washington? You know who Washington sort of reminds me of. They remind me of like a San Jose Sharks. The Washington Capitals? No, not even the Caps. No, no, Ovi, Bryce. Think about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Think about it. The two goes. Ovi also had wingmen, right? Yeah. He's got he's got he's got Backstrom. He had Green, yeah. Brayden Holpe. Bryce has got Max Scherzer, yeah. Trey Turner, uh, like Anthony Rendon. They got got Daniel Murphy. Like, does he stick? But see, this is the thing. Does he stick around? Because look, I, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. They win shit. This current assembly of the no. Nationals, there's they a reason. There's you know a, what? They they screwed themselves when they shut down Strasburg. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be a perennial contender. We'll shut them down yeah. now. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's best for the future. Well, you might have screwed yourself. That might have been your best chance to win. And that really might have been. It might have been. But and so what I personally am thinking now is that, all right, do I stay here? Do I keep? Do I keep going insane and trying to? We keep trying to win, and we're a contender every year because now. You have Atlanta. You have Philly. You don't have to worry about the Mets. The Mets clearly stink. Twenty-five to four okay. yesterday. All right, that's embarrassing. Well, to do it depends on when you hear this podcast. But the Mets got absolutely dummy. That was the worst loss in Mets history. Oh, it was yeah, hands down the it was worst. Gross. It, it, actually, sorry, history books are correct. This is the worst loss in Mets history. The Mets are bad. Save Jacob Degrom and save Noah Syndergaard in the offseason, please. Mets <laughs> send them two teams that people can actually watch them. I don't care if it's the Yankees. I don't care whoever it is. Just not the Red Sox. <laughs> but anybody, just send them to a team to spare them so that their greatness is not wasted yeah. in that yeah. shithole in flushing. In flushing. Let's right. uh, and on that note, we'll move to the actual trades that happened. We'll, yeah. we'll cap this off before we move on with with the Jays stuff. There was Hap, and there was more obviously. Roberto Osuna yeah. got moved to Houston, but we'll start off with some of the other teams first. Um, let's let you know what. Let's start off with the Trash Birds, the Baltimore oh, Orioles, unloading everything. And, and Dan Duquette with the best quote ever. I've heard it's easier to start from the bottom, to tear the house down and build from the bottom than it is to renovate one room at a time. They got rid of everything. So they already traded Machado to the Dodgers. Now they've gone ahead. Darren O'Day, who's pretty much money at this point, he tore his hamstring. He might not be playing. He got packaged off with Gosman. That goes to Atlanta. You got Scope, who's in... Milwaukee. We'll talk about that. That is some craziness. They're, They're going full nuts. analytics, full shift. Defense doesn't matter. Let's shift, pummel team. Shift every time. They're going to be so much first, fun to watch. They'll be out in the first. They'll be so much fun Can I tell you something? They're the team that's going to lose in the fucking wild card. They could win in a one-game wild card. They could win in a one-game wild card, but they're going to be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be really fun to watch. They got rid of everyone. They 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 so Brad Brock. They got rid of for international Brad, signing yeah, money. Like they, like they tore it down. The, There's Adam Jones is left because he's a ten and five rights guy and refused to trade to Philly. I don't know why he did, but he has the right to. He has that no trade. It's collectively bargained. He's been with the team. He's been in the MLB ten years. He's been with the same team for five years. That gives you an automatic no yeah. trade clause clause in baseball so he's the only thing that didn't go because literally they got rid of everything that wasn't nailed down except Dylan Bunting <laughs> he's probably gone he, later. I don't know if he's nailed down he's, I think, I think I he's going to be gone sna- later I think you know like when you like walk into a room and sometimes there's a loose nail and it catches you on your shirt <laughs> and you're just like oh, sh- oh shit like, let me just alright I'm good Dylan Bunting's a burr <laughs> yeah like that's all it is that's, that's all it he'll is he'll be moved eventually though I, I, I think, think they didn't in, get I think they moved him in the offseason exactly I just think they didn't get the value they thought he was worth and they're waiting 
because I don't see him there for very much longer because no. everyone is gone. Yeah, and he's a he's a quality starting pitcher. Like, and, and you a, got rid of like Gosman's a young guy, a controllable guy, a former third overall pick. Who look at Trevor Bauer, another former third overall pick, who is a little bit older than Gosman. I think Gosman's 20, 26. He's 25, 26. Trevor Bauer just turned 27 this year and finally figured it out. Gosman has been good in the past. He's been good in spurts this year. There's a chance that Atlanta got a guy who can all of a sudden now figure it out. Plus, you got Gosman out of the AL East. Gosman now gets to pitch in the NL. Yeah, We've talked about this before. He gets to face the pitchers. He gets to face the defensive first shortstop or yeah. center fielder. It's going to be easier for him. There's no more DH. Mm-hmm. So just because of that, Gosman should get better. But because he's a former third overall pick, a guy who can throw in the upper 90s when he tries to. Recently, we've seen him throwing in the low to mid 90s. Yeah. But you see when he's in a stressful situation, he can still hump it up and get it there. That's a great trade for the Braves. They add to their young, controllable pitching staff, Sean Newcomb, Mike Fultonevich. Now you've got Gosman. They've got, like their building. That's a scary team. And the Baltimore Orioles, as much as they're, I call them the trash birds and I make fun of them, this, this actually was the smart thing to do, was to take everything apart. Yeah. Granted, this should have happened last year because you would have got more for Brad. Uh, you would have got more for Zach Britton. You probably would have got more for Brad Brock. See, I don't you could have moved well, a lot that's of these when guys was earlier. Hurt, right? Britton was hurt. They, it, well, no, Britain ended happened, up getting hurt. Yeah, he ended up getting hurt. So, like, who knows what happens? But I, I but they were they maybe they thought they okay, one, sold one more year, one more kick at the can, right? That's the they had thing. a deal in place for Britain before he got hurt, mm-hmm. and the owner sewered it. He was going to the Astros. The owner has done stuff like that before. That's why Chris Davis and his 159 batting average has five more years at like seventeen, eighteen million dollars a year. Did you hear about the bar that's in uh, Baltimore that offers a shot? Every time he gets a hit, oh anytime he hits the ball, anytime he hits the that's ball, that's a joke. Okay, that's how bad this, it is. This is baseball, and this bar has no problem giving out free yeah, booze, free shots. Because they know he's yeah. not getting hits. No, he's he's that. That's just been an awful contract. So the, I'll give the like like you said, the Orioles are getting some credit, like to strip it down to try and basically rebuild the whole thing. And they realize another thing too. Probably they are the worst team in the AL East. And are it's we, not getting better anytime are really soon. Gonna, are we really going to contend with the Yankees and the Red Sox? Even the Rays for that. Well, matter. the Rays have young, young, exciting yeah. players, and like they have guys they can already bring up. Mm-hmm. And it started. They've started turning it over. They traded Chris Archer. Yeah, Chris Archer is now a Pittsburgh Pirate. He got moved for Austin Meadows, a very high end prospect, and Tyler Glasnow, who used to be a very high end prospect. He's now in the bullpen. Yeah. He throws well, really he, hard, but he can't throw strikes. Yeah, he came up last, His walks per nine are insane. He had come up. He was starting last year. Then they moved him. Then they sent him down. And then they brought him, obviously, come back up this year. Now he's a bullpen guy. And I think I think in Tampa, Tampa's very good at one thing, and that is developing pitchers. And he's he's young enough, Glasnow, to probably get retaught. Not redeveloped because he's already starting to. He's going to be probably retaught by the Tampa staff, and we're, they're going to try and hopefully get. They'll try and get the best out of him. Now, whether he is a starter, whether he becomes a reliever, who knows? First of all, who knows in Tampa Bay? Because well, let's say he could be an opener. Yeah, we, like, we really don't know. He could be an opener for two innings. I mean, it could be Sergio Ramos. It could be third base. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And it's that's Tampa the, Bay. It's Tampa Bay. Like they just, they're just kind of whatever, winging it. You know, we still and got it's time. working kind of, and it's working. It's not like they're a bad. They're above five hundred, I think. Exactly, now. they are. So we like what do we? <laughs> it, it's a good deal for both teams now. Pitts, well, this see Pittsburgh moved Garrett Cole. Yeah, they now bring in a guy who Garrett Cole was a free agent after the season. He didn't want to be in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
Chris Archer has three years of control left after this year because of this amazing contract he signed with the Rays where he has three team options and the, the biggest one is $10 million. For so for someone like Chris Archer, that's unbelievably cost control. That's cost control pitching of a great quality. And the Rays get a very exciting outfielder. Meadows got called up this year. He was on an absolute tear. And then he, like like all rookies, went through a little bit of a slump. Pittsburgh has a ton of outfielders, so they couldn't play him any day, every day when everyone got healthy again, uh, when Polanco and Dickerson came back. So they sent him back down, but he looks good. He's been a guy, he's basically the reason they traded McCutcheon. He just got, he's been hurt in the minors every year he is supposed to have kind of made his, make his ascent, except for this year, and we finally got a glimpse of it. Yeah. And now Tampa gets that. And Archer made, Archer and, Kiermaier make the most money. Archer's gone. Like that payroll is now at something stupid, like fifty million dollars. Like yeah. it's ridiculously low. And Kiermaier makes ten of that. And now you've got a guy that might be able to replace him in center field. So you might be able to get rid of even more money, get even younger, get even cheaper, bring more kids through the system, which they will do. Because and then you know what seems to be the way of the way Rays, baseball's going. The Rays is, don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but at this point they've spent so little that you, they might be able to go get a couple of free agent pieces. Yeah. In a year or two, when these kids are good and they think with their own kids that maybe they can they can play with the big boys, they can play with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. And I think for a lot of teams too, this the Chris Archer idea was, you know, we 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 talked about it. You you had mentioned to me, you know, maybe Brian, you know, Brian Cashman was, you know, there was the, I, I thought the, he was, I thought he'd be the, a the Grom, I really the did. Grom Syndergaard thing, and it's like maybe this is just a smokescreen that he's going to go get someone else like a Chris Archer. And the Yankees, I'm sure, were in it. I'm sure that the Yankees were looking at it from a perspective. But I, I'm guessing when they went to go get Hap, part of it kind of went a little bit down the, down the tube because maybe they didn't want what was being offered. We don't know. We you'll never know, you, right? Exactly. Or you'll you'll find out like down the road. Exactly. Like, it could have been like, months. hey, they asked for Frazier and Sheffield, or maybe they honestly just looked at Meadows and Glass now and just said, you can offer us Sheffield and Frazier, and we just like them better. Yeah, and that's you, what you, happens. You really don't know. And for these other teams that were probably after Archer, I'm sure that the Dodgers were one, were one team. Oh, uh, for sure, because those are the guys that drafted him and signed him to this contract, or yeah. not drafted him. They traded for him. They got him from the Cubs for Matt Garza. Yeah. Which oh, what a trade! Jeez. And then they signed him to this contract. And then they bailed to the Dodgers, and and the Pirates sort of came out of nowhere because they went on that ridiculous winning streak, and now they're they're sitting three games out of the wild card, and now, they picked up Chris Archer yeah. and Keone Keller. They got so another closer, that's, and that's what I think it was. It was them coming out of nowhere that that made him a buyer that turned him into the buyer. Because when we did the first episode, you know they weren't in; they were just I think we were start, talking about them probably selling off. Yeah, and and they kind of went. They were they started to win, and it just created this whole. Firestorm, where okay, now maybe you know we can make a play, we can make the playoffs. Because if they make the playoffs this year, even after losing Garrett Cole, losing Andrew McCutcheon, who was the face it of that, revitalizes the fan base. Yeah, like they're back in. Yeah, and people, you know what I mean. You believe in their money ball approach again because yeah. people were so happy they made the playoffs. Then they were angry that they weren't keeping guys. Yeah. But now it looks like they made the right move, so you get the buy back in. So I will give I will give Pittsburgh a lot of credit that they realize, hey, you know what, we got a chance here. Only three games out. Maybe we, you know, they're they're chasing, they're basically chasing the the AL West. Uh, sorry, not the AL West. Excuse me, the NL West. And there's the Do- there's the Dodgers, the there, Dodgers, there's Colorado, who are on another crazy you know, streak and you know, awesome Ad- to watch. Atlanta's not, you know, Atlanta, and I think those are the teams like Milwaukee. They're they're six back in Milwaukee basically because Milwaukee's like three games up on Atlanta. Yeah. So it, it it's. It's there. I'll give him that, and it's there. Now, going back to Tampa, Tampa, you know, using an asset in A.J. Ramos, and, I, you know, he's been fantastic. 
Not not AJ Ramos. Sorry, that's the closer. Wilson Wilson Ramos. Ramos. Wilson Ramos. They, see, that was a, a weird one because they, they they managed to get Tommy Pham. That made sense too. Yeah. They they bought low on a guy that they might be able to flip next year and who's who's going to have value for them at a low price tag this year and yeah. next year because he's got more control. I understand the Tommy Pham trade. Mm-hmm. You keep him. He doesn't really cost you anything, and you can flip him later. It's yeah. It's the Wilson Ramos trade that didn't make much sense because they essentially gave a guy who's a catcher, mm-hmm. who's having an unbelievable season. Like, he's back to what he was before yeah. he tore his ACL. His, his numbers this year, uh, he got hurt not too long ago, but his numbers so far this year, he's batting 297. he He's got 14 homers, 53 RBIs. He's got an OB, uh, on-base percentage of 346, a slugging of 48. And he's going like, to the Phillies for a player to be named later. The Phillies just, just stole a, him. A.K.A. a bag of balls. Yeah, they stole him. <laughs> or money in the coke They machine. completely stole Granted, it's, it's a rental. You only yeah. have him for the rest of this year. That's a hell of a rental yeah. for a young Phillies team and that's, that doesn't. They have Jorge Alfaro, that, yeah. who's a great defensive catcher, but he can't hit right now. Yeah, and that's a great, that's a big, 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 big time upgrade for the Phillies. Massive, because now they're going to have a, another bat in the lineup. This is going to help them. Like this is kind of where it goes back to to the to the Nats, like and a veteran catcher that can work with their young pitching staff, exactly. like. This is a like a, this is a master stroke yeah. by the Phillies. This is an unbelievable yeah. trade, and it, the Rays do so well that you wonder why they gave him away for a player to be named later. Like maybe, just, maybe what they uh, see, I, I I think they could have gotten more personally for a guy like Wilson who's having a good year. But I wonder if he just comes back. I wonder if it's sort of like the J Hap sort of deal, yeah, where he just comes back and he's he, maybe he likes it there yeah. in free agency. They're, they've already kind of talked. Yeah, say hey, look, we're gonna trade you. We're gonna try and get something. Who knows what the player? You It'd never know. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that that's very that so, would be interesting. Yeah, maybe that's why they're willing to take a lower return because you know what? We know we're getting them back, so we might as well get something for them exactly and save the money. We don't have to pay them exactly. That's another thing with Tampa Bay. Now they don't have to pay them for the rest of the year. Yeah, so we'll save more money for Tampa. Now uh, we got to talk about the Brewers before we get over to. Uh, to the Blue Jays, the Brew Crew. And what happened? The Brewers are doing some crazy things now. The Brewers—they struck out on some middle infielders. They—they they weren't going for Brian Dozier, who ended up going to the Dodgers yes. uh, as kind of a weird trade because they traded a second baseman for a second baseman. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. And Brian Dozier's been having an off year, yeah, very, very I, off year. And Logan Forsythe, like I don't know what the Twins, but whatever, <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. It kind of a lateral move. Yeah, they moved the veteran. Second baseman for another veteran second baseman, mm-hmm. two struggling second baseman, and the Twins got some prospects. I guess maybe maybe the Dodgers think that they uh, they can some, fix them, fix Dodgers. get him back Dozier. to his forty seven yeah. home run. Like he's been very productive in the past, so you can see why they might do it and take yeah. a chance. Whatever. Plus, you never know in the playoffs. But, but for the Brewers, so, they, so, they, so they miss out on his Drupal Cabrera. So they go get Mike Moustakis. They go get another third baseman when they have Travis Shaw yeah. and six foot four, two hundred thirty pound Travis Shaw, who's never played second base in his life, is now the second baseman. And then yesterday we find out that as part of the Orioles' complete teardown, they have traded Jonathan Scope. So it's yeah. like, oh, interesting. Who needs a second baseman? I guess it's not Milwaukee anymore. Nope, it's Milwaukee. They went and got Jonathan Scope, and it looks like Jonathan Scope is going to be their shortstop. Yeah. Now, he's done it before, but he is a, he's a bigger guy. Yes. He's not exactly fleet of foot. He's a very good second baseman. Defensively, he was... I think he actually might have won the gold glove last year. I know he was like he won a silver slugger and he was in the conversation to win a gold glove. I know his advanced metrics show him as a a plus defender at second base. And I know he did it a little bit in the minors, but you're gonna move two guys completely out of position up the middle of the field. Now, what we said earlier is this kind of looked like it was like the ultimate analytics move. And it kind of is. People have been talking this year about because there's so many strikeouts, so many walks, the ball isn't in play as much. 
that maybe the defense you need at shortstop isn't what it used to be. Maybe you don't need a stellar defensive shortstop. You can offset this with shifts. Now, if the Brewers are going to try and put this into actual motion. This has been a theory of a lot of analytics people. It's why you see more shifts. But they're going to be trying to win. They're going to be trying to get into the playoffs and win a World Series with this theory. This is why they're going to be so much so interesting to watch. Scopes had a terrible year, but the last month he's been red hot. He's hit eight home runs. No one's been hot. He hit six in a row. He could have had seven, but Joey Wendell took one back over the wall in a game against the Rays. Like Jonathan Scope is getting back to the player he was last year yeah. that hit 300, hit 30 home runs, drove in 100 RBIs. He's getting back. He's on a better team. He's not in this just tire fire of a Baltimore Orioles team anymore. He's got protection. He's back on a roll. He should play well with the Brewers, but it's going to be interesting watching the Brewers, how they move their infield around, how they position guys. Does Shaw even play shortstop a little bit? Move over from third. Do you want to have, like, when you do the shift, do you want Scope, because he's a second baseman, to play as a second baseman and have Shaw play as the third baseman in the shift? Like, there's a lot of different things they're going to do here, but essentially... The Brewers just looked at this and said, fuck it. We can't find starting pitching that we want. We can't really even find relievers that we want. We are going to crush people yeah. with offense. Now you're gonna hope they're gonna have to hope that when they get to the playoffs, who they might play, that well, who they end up playing. They probably will end up playing the Cubs, maybe? Well, the, the wild card is such a mess. In yeah, the so NL, like, we actually we have could, no it idea. Could be, it could be the Rockies, it could be the Giants. Yeah. The, I mean, hell, the Dodgers are great, but the Dodgers could slip back and be a wild card exactly. team. So you know, I'll give them credit. They're trying to they're trying to do something different. And oh yeah, like like this is like in terms of like ballsy moves, but like Milwaukee put them on the table here. <laughs> like this this is a pretty all in and and. I'm, and a strange all-in move because this is you're trying something that hasn't been done yet. Again, it's it's like the opener theory, and it's worked out well for Tampa, but people haven't actually put yeah. this into into practice yet. And we're going to see it with Milwaukee. Well, we'll see. We'll be we'll see in a couple games how they how they implement it, or are they just like what what's exactly going to happen? What are they going to do to make? Because you know what you know what might end up having is teams might just work on saying you know what screw this, we're going to try and hit against the shift. If we strike out, we strike out. But we're going to try and hit against the shift and try and get guys on base. Because or the even moment, you guys because the moment you get a guy on base, it screws up the shift. Exactly. So maybe that'll be. Well, what team. happens if a Brewers pitcher walks somebody and you're kind of screwed now? Yeah. So like, is this like the, it's the ultimate? It's it's kind of the ultimate risk reward factor. Here, yeah. That they're going to be okay. We're going to do this. We're going to have you know Big Travis Shaw and Mike Mustakis along with Scope, who's those are three big boys. You know they're not little. Like, <laughs> those are big boys. So like. It, you know, second baseman are the most agile people to begin with. So, you know, Scope is you know still younger, younger player. So yeah, he's you know, only twenty six. You know, so Shaw's what, only I think twenty six, twenty seven yeah. as well. Like Mustakis is thirty, but he's he's not ancient by no. any means. So it's you, just it's interesting that they're going to put a bunch of guys out of position to 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 actually give this a try. And you know what, Milwaukee looked at it like we got to do something here. We're a good team. We got to do something, and they needed pitching. And they, they, you know, they zigged when everyone else zagged. And this is going to be interesting. The Yankees got pitching, but they didn't get the, the quality that people thought they would. I don't think it was there. Well, it, it, well, Archer was there. Archer but was we there, don't, but we don't know what else was there, right? Like they did the best they could because Hap. Other, bef- if you take into consideration that Archer wasn't really available until yesterday, in terms of all the rumors that you were hearing, well, that's sort of what the Yankees happened, got or... the best guy on the market. Yeah, they did, and they, then and then Chris Archer became available. Like I'll get, like I'll give the Yanks credit. Like they 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 did what they were supposed to do. Like they went, they needed the starting pitching. They got the starting pitcher. It's exactly what they needed. 
Yeah, you know, exactly. Jay Happ's going to be the number three, four guy in the rotation. You know, I'm I'm not upset by the play the the play by by Brian Cashman, and I'm not upset by the players he gave up at all in this whole this whole no. thing. Like he, gave, I think like he came out a winner. Well, yeah, you know, Tyler Austin, Brandon Drury. It's a bunch of guys that they don't need. It's yeah, extra like, pieces. You know, Brandon Drury was an addition in the offseason, and then Miguel Andar happened. Yeah. And then he's expendable. Like, this is what happens in baseball. And, like, the Yankees had Neil Walker, and, like, they Well, he was, he was at Camp Jobless, and they yeah. brought him in because, ah, screw it. He cost nothing, and yeah. we'll see what happens. And it's worked out for them. So, you know, sometimes, you know, teams realize, hey, you know what? Let's try something else because if this isn't, like, you know, the Brewers aren't winning. It's not like the Brewers aren't winning baseball games. No, exactly. So it's just for them, it's sort of like, it's, okay. It's them, it's them trying to do something instead of sticking with the, sh- the status quo. Yeah. Showing their players that they're they're in, they're trying mm-hmm. to win, and making an attempt. It's like, yeah. this is the best attempt we could make to win. The, like, dude, there's nothing else we could have done, yeah. essentially. Like, if there's it, no pitchers we could have got. And if at the end of the day it works out, guess what? It worked out for us, and we come out on top. If not, wait, well, you know what? At least we gave it a shot, and we'll try something else next year. That's the way you have to do it, sort of. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. What are we going to talk about next? No, now we're going to talk. Do you want to talk about Asuna or do you want to talk about Hap? I was just going to bring this to the Jays in general. Okay. This is, where we, this yeah, is right. exactly where I was going with this. So the Toronto Blue Jays were pretty active. They moved a lot of guys. So they Aaron Loop, who I, I can't believe they got anything for. They Aaron moved Aaron Loop. Loop to the Phillies. They got Jack Jacob Wagespak. I think that's how you say his name. Wag, it's, it's very the Wag. It's very interesting. Uh, Osuna went to the Astros for Ken Giles, David Paulino, Paulino, uh, Hector Perez. Uh, I'm gonna miss Ken Giles. Oh, no, you know what? Actually, I'm not. I love Ken Giles because we're gonna get him more and more this year. Next yeah, year, and more. Year. Ken Giles punched himself in the face. We'll Ooh. get to that. Hap went to the Yankees. That was Brandon Jury, Billy McKinney, and then you also move, you move uh, Seguano for Chad Spanberger and Forrest Wall, and Axford moved to the Dodgers. And I'm trying to find the kid's name that came back. Uh, he's actually someone who people have said, like, might. Corey Coping. Um, he's a guy who might actually pitch, apparently, in the starting rotation this year for the Blue Jays because they're so devoid of starting pitching right now. So they moved a lot of guys. They got a lot back. Uh, the Hap trade, initially, I, I wasn't a fan of. They got Billy McKinney and Brandon Drury. Billy McKinney's been a top prospect who's been traded twice now. Um, he was traded to the Cubs, and then he was traded from the Cubs to the Yankees as part of the Eraldis Chapman deal. Yeah. Then he's now traded uh, to the Jays. Brandon Drury in 2016 had a great, had a really good season. He had 18 home runs. He had 286. He had a 330 on base. Played good defense at third base. Can play a little second. Can play left and right. He's a solid big league player, but he's nothing special. And then you start to think about it when you look at what all was moved. The return for Hap was pretty good. I I didn't like it, but you got a big league player. You got a guy that can play third, that can play second, that can play the corner outfield, that can hit a little bit, that you're hoping can get better. He was a top pick. This is a guy that broke into the MLB at 22. He was a top prospect. You're hoping, essentially, with the Yankees, he got hurt, and then his playing time got taken away because a kid who they thought was their future third baseman arrived. Yeah. As has been the case with all the Yankees, so these young Yankees. Well, exactly. None of them have seemed to, well, we don't know about Clint Frazier, but all of them are seeming to turn out. Yeah. Right? So the Jays took advantage. You, you You get a big league ball player. Is it spectacular? No. Billy McKinney, if he works out, he's Teoscar Hernandez. Is that spectacular? No. But then you think about it, you have, you're getting two months of 35-year-old Jay Happ and his four ERA. And while it, he's been good, yeah. he's been good, 
look at what was moved. No one's giving up their top prospects for no. anything. Like Chris Archer got he was the one who moved for top prospects. Yeah. A young, controllable, established starting pitcher. None of the rentals moved for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look what what they what Cole Hamels moved for, this trade's better. It's still I don't it, it's not something you can get super excited about. You didn't get anyone's best prospect. No. And there was a lot of talk like that was going to happen. And that's just not well, what that the was market a lot of, held. That, that was a lot. That's just of, not what the market a lot of held. Toronto media, just the Toronto baseball media, is there. Well, yeah. you know, Clint Frazier. It's like unless the Yankees are getting somebody who is controllable, like you said, maybe like a Marcus Stroman, you know, for a few years. Yeah, but right now, his value, but, like you can't really trade and, him. And that's the thing. Like there's there was a lot of talk that Stroman would get dealt. How his value is at the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. Same thing with Sanchez. You can't move those guys right now. Yeah. Maybe Sanchez needs to go back to the bullpen. Well, that, we'll see if he gets health. If he can't stay healthy, like yeah. next year is a big year, I think for for him. You watch; he's gonna stay healthy next year, just when he needs to get and have a three year and win exactly. the ERA title and exactly be a like that's gonna happen. But you know, for the Jays, for the most part, I think they did come out. You know, they they get something in the in the Jay Hap. It's better to get. Look, I always look at it this way: when you have a a, a player that is coming up on free agency. Regardless, you got to get something. You got to get. Not something. to mention, you know, like you know, there's a good chance he could come back. Yeah. So you know what? You got you got a big league ball player and someone who could project to be. Yeah. Who who hits the ball like really it's not hard? Like, like Billy McKinney was it? Was he it, hits know? the ball really hard? Yeah. Maybe he's a post hype prospect. He's only 24. He's turning 25. Who knows? Yeah. But again, you weren't going to get anything that was a sure thing for Jay Happ. It just yeah. it's the way it is. An you know what? Jay Happ. And and for for O to get Spanberger to get up like. Granted, he hits in a very hitter-friendly minor league park, but the kid's leading a ball in, in home yeah. runs. And then he comes here where it's harder to hit home runs in Lansing, and in his first game hits a dinger, in his second game hits another dinger. So so you got something for a pretty decent reliever. For Axford, I don't know this coping kid's name, but they think he can start. That's impressive. You got that for a guy who you signed off the scrap heap. For Loop, you got yeah. something. Yeah. Like, that's J- that's amazing. This, this Jays team is... Uh, you have to get... Look, at the end of the day, you... They're starting to rebuild the Jays. Yeah, the, the rebuild is beginning. Like you're and gonna, Osuna was the biggest show of that. Now, granted, once the domestic violence thing happened with him, though, it pretty much sounds like when you listen to all, all everything that happened. Like, yes, they said at the time he's our closer. We believe in him going forward, but you had to say that. You couldn't say he's never going to play for us again. We're going to get rid of him because then you've killed his value. Also. There's an ongoing legal case, and you can't really come out and say we think he's guilty. There's just legal ramifications he, for doing stuff like that. I know. In so he probably wasn't going to be here. And you look at the return, and, and and there's a lot of unhappy people because it, I think there's a lot of unhappy people. One because Ken Giles is Ken Giles, and he's a freaking lunatic. Well, okay? it's he's it's Ken ha- Giles. Ken Giles, when he was with the Phillies, was one of the best relievers in baseball. Yeah. He went to the Astros, and he wasn't the same. Something was wrong there. He didn't get along with people. And again, I'm not trying to say that maybe it's the Astros' problem because their organization before the Osuna thing mm-hmm. that everyone says does baseball the right way. They do everything properly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mesh there and you tell your manager and A.J. Hinch, who everyone seems to love in Houston, to fuck off when he takes you out of a game, yeah. and that's why you're in the minors, there's an issue. You punch yourself in the face, that's kind of an issue. You, I, I've never seen favorite anyone do that before. That okay? might be the favorite, my I don't favorite moment I've ever seen a crackhead downtown punch himself in the face. I have. You haven't been downtown long enough. <laughs> I, ha- oh, yeah, I used to live there. I've seen I've seen some crazy shit. i just never seen one punch See, himself in the face. What I, what I can't... like, I understand this whole thing, like, you know, the domestic violence stuff, but... If I was the Blue Jays, like you, I would almost have waited because at the end of the day, Osuna, they, they weren't going to let him pitch. Though they weren't going to let him pitch with what's going on. See, but then it's funny because the Baltimore, uh, sorry, not the Baltimore, the Houston Astros are a team that 
is very like you know if you do this we're basically trading you and then you take on the player well, they, they did and that, you got a guy in Justin they cut, they cut one of their own players yeah. a top prospect who a video came out of him like he, there's a reason he got cut it's vicious it's a terrible video yeah. it's he and Justin, he, he beat the hell yeah. out of his girlfriend. And, and Justin Verlander is and Lance is one McCullers of the, both came yeah. out and, and were a couple of years ago when Justin Verlander was rotting away in Detroit. This happened again, where a pro, another prospect had the similar similar thing happen. He basically told him, you know, you know, screw, you know, f off. I hope you never make it. Yeah. Now I don't think he ever did, but I forget the prospect's name. I can't even remember. But like. You have guys in this club. I was like, "How is it going to work? How is not well, only yeah, how's Osuna going to fit? In, how's Osuna going to fit in because he's he's eligible to come back shortly? And well, his uh, August first, yeah, like that's court date. That's happening. That so, that court date is currently happening. So th- that that's what's this whole thing is a little bit confusing for the. I understand from the Astros, but if you break from a if, baseball from point a, of view, yeah. you got a twenty three year old dominant closer. Yeah, he's got a hundred and four saves. The youngest person to do that. Okay. However, in terms of what you're about to oh, drop into your locker room, such a, you know what? Do you know what? There's the, there's there's going to be issues. The, the in line, Houston. I, don't, I think it's the I think it's a Bronx tale. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Okay, oh, yeah. this is almost like this because if he is so good, oh yeah, so he's good, unbelievable, and you know, 104 saves. Was on his way. Look, when I when He's I was on wa- his way to being the best, one of the best, one ever. of the best ever. Like I was literally watching this kid, and I'm like, man, this kid is gonna be. A- he could be as good if he stays, you know, free healthy. and clear, He's healthy. Mariano. This could be Mariano 2.0. Yeah, like just unbelievable. Oh yeah. And then he goes and does something stupid, and he sh- you know, I, and I'm sure and the thing is we we don't know the full details, no. so it's it's hard to sit yeah. here because there's so many rumors that go around that said it was really bad, but mm-hmm. we don't know. And you know what could be a real issue. What happens if you're in the playoffs? We'll get to we'll get to the return in a second, but mm-hmm. this this is kind of more important, you know. This is kind of life issue. Yeah. What happens? You're in the playoffs, and the video comes out. Well, what oh, if there it's is game video? Over. No, what if there is video? It's over. And if it's as bad as people talk about, it's over. You're in the playoffs, game. and this happens. You think? I guarantee MLB suspends him again. Oh, 100 percent. Something's this gonna was, happen. This was, I think, the, this was the longest suspension for a domestic Already, violence and, case, and that involves Aroldis Chapman, who shot a gun in his garage after yeah. an argument with his, his girlfriend. Like, some there's been some bad instances, and guys haven't gotten as long as the suspension. Yeah. Like, that's got to tell you something. And MLB, you, you have to think that they did some sort of an investigation well, into think, this whole to, thing, and the Blue Jays have to have some info too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't know. No, we don't know. But you know the teams oh, in the league to, know. Yeah, they're, they're, you know they have more so, information than like, the average person. If something does come up, because you want to know something? You know what I've learned this year? Stupid things like this come out at the at the worst time. Okay? Something like this is going to come out, like you said, during the playoffs. Much like the Sean Newcomb tweet, the racial homophobic tweet that he had from when he was 18. Yeah. Stupid kids say stupid things when they're they're now. Like now. And he was 18 years old. He made a stupid mistake, but he, he owned up to him that owned up to it. It'll be interesting to see what happens if that video, if a vi- if there's a video, and it comes out, and it's okay because it's gonna get. A- and what's what happens then? It'll get and, ugly. and someone's gonna look real bad because Jeff Luno came out and said they did all their due diligence yeah. and they're they're convinced and it was a record. You know, he had this huge statement about how no one has no one has done more research in terms of what was gonna happen and, and an unprecedented amount of background information. You're gonna look like an idiot if oh, something you're happens. Look real stupid. You're gonna be in some serious okay. trouble. You're know. gonna have a lot of questions to answer. And I don't know if you want that. And and in terms and then now in terms of baseball for the for the Jays in terms of what they got back. 
if you're trading Osuna last year, you're, you're probably, probably getting a better return. Yeah. What you got this year comes with risk. Yes. Ken Giles, again, when he was with Philadelphia, he had an, he was better than Osuna. Like he, people forget a 1.8 ERA, a 1.5 ERA, like a 0.8 whip, a guy who struck out 13 per 9. He was he was supposed to and he's doing this at 24, 25. Like he was doing this at a young age yeah. too. He was ridiculous. And Ken Giles is 27 years old with the same amount of control as Osuna has. 2 years past this. Mm-hmm. Now you need to rehabilitate him. You got to get him comfortable. You got to get him not punching himself in the face, and you got to try and get him back punch, to what he was. Don't, don't punch but the thing the is, face. it's it's not it's not a it's not a long shot. It's not a, it's not a massive rehabilitation no. because relievers can have volatile seasons like this, and you can get him back on track. But again, you you don't get as much of a sure thing because of the case hangover as soon as head. Yeah, David Paulino last year, MLB Pipeline's number forty four overall prospect. Mm-hmm. Big time guy came to the big leagues, didn't look great, but he show he flashed the potential. He throws hard. Yeah. He's got a good. He's got good off speed pitches. He needs to work on his control. He got dinged for eighty games for a PED suspension. So he's come back. He's looked okay, mm-hmm. but you don't know what you got there. So the ceiling of this prospect is high, but but there's more question marks. Yeah, and the most interesting person though is Hector Perez, mm-hmm. the 22 year old. He's got a 70 grade fastball. On the sca- on the scouting scale, it's 20 to 80. So to have a 70 grade fastball is impressive. The kid's also got a nice slider, mm-hmm. a pretty decent curveball again though. He doesn't have much control. He kind of looks like the guy that profiles as a as a dominant potential reliever. But Ross Atkins when they acquired him, not only did they say he's a starter, he's also a guy that might start this year in the big leagues, like a guy that might get fast tracked and we might see him in September. And I find that really interesting. Like this is a guy that was the Astros' number ten prospect. He's coming into the Jays system. I think he'll be their number, number ten prospect. He's actually the number eleven prospect for the Astros or for no, the Jays? no for the Jays. Yeah, I just so he's coming yeah. now again. These prospect like the Astros had a really good system. Yeah, and the well, Jays have a pretty good system. So, well, here's the thing. Like uh, I'll give you an example. Someone that the Jays acquired in Billy McKinney. Billy McKinney was I think the number ten prospect in the Yankee system. Around he floated around yeah. that. He goes to the, be the the Yankees. Uh, sorry, the Blue Jays nineteenth ranked prospect. Exactly. So things know, change. Things change. You know, organizations depth depending on certain things, and it's not like the Jays have a bad system. The Jays have a very good system. Yeah. You know, it's in place. Like the the things are going to be there eventually. And they needed pitching. They've so, got all these position players, exciting young position players. They needed pitching prospects. And again, what I I told Angelo this when the trade happened. It better be Forrest Whitley, and it better be J.B. Bukowskis. <laughs> These are the Astros' best prospects. Their best pitching prospects. These guys are absolute studs that project as top of the rotation. Yeah. But you're not going to get that in this situation. You might have got it last year, but it's not last year, and we know the situation. And you know what? If the Jays did make the decision that he is not pitching for us, mm. we cannot allow this. The return? Not bad. Pretty good. Take, you, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. It really Because we talked about this, too. Or all this Chapman, we all remember the trade to the Cubs. You don't remember the trade to the Reds. And the Reds, their owner essentially came out and said, he will not pitch for us. I will not have this. So the Yankees showed up and were like, we'll give you pennies on the dollar. And the Reds made the trade. And then Araldis Chapman got and, fucking... And, and it was funny when... Glaber Torres. See, and that's the thing. It's like he got Glaber Torres for the Yankees. 
Like that, it's unbelievable because the Cubs they traded point, three prospects that didn't matter and managed to bring back Billy McKitty and and Labor, Labor Tor- Like they yeah. brought back some serious pieces. Like, that was Brian Cashman. And that was a rental. That was now, Brian again, Cashman throwing his balls on the oh, table and being like, "Fucking what? Brian Cashman." Here you go. And you want to know what's funny is because that year when they acquired Araldis, I was like. They had Andrew Miller yeah. already. And Batantis. And Batantis. And I'm like, and and we the? thought that was a Super Bowl pen. Look at the bullpen. Now. I'm like, what has happened? And now, like, literally, it's just now now the back end is like. That was just stupid. Now it's like, you know, Chad Green, uh, Dylan Batantis. Like, literally, the four they can go. Zach they, Britton. Zach Britton. And then you have, and then you have Araldis. Like, how? Dylan like, Batantis. Like, it's just. It's Brian, Cash- Brian Cashman's a wizard. But, like, what. You, you have to sometimes look at it as like. We got a good, we got a decent return on it. And at the end of the day, you want to know something? If say Ken Giles has a good year next year, and then Jays flip Ken Giles, there's a year control. Like there's a there's a great, and then he'll be a 28 year old closer with a history and with control. Yeah, like it's it's tough for the Blue Jays. Like the Blue Jays were in a tough position because they lost a a great young closer, baseball wise, great young closer. But you know what? Where the Jays are. They, they, they're they're not rebuilding. They're retooling because this organization has said they don't want to go for Houston Astros. They're not going to burn it to I, the ground. I wouldn't. Yeah. But you don't need. Osuna wasn't going to be as valuable to you as he was as a trade chip, yeah. anyways. And then all of this gets accelerated by the fact that he is a divest, he is a pending domestic violence yeah. case. And who knows what's going to happen. We have no idea. Nobody, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. By the t- hell, hell, actually, by the time this thing comes out, we might know. He might have pleaded no contest. He might be a peace bond. He yeah. might be allowed to travel, or it gets extended. Yeah. We really don't know. Mm-hmm. It's if it gets the, extended, and and if he's pitching and he's making court appearances, oh boy, that's and, that, like you know what? And, and again, and then there's and, always and the so possibility that, that something could come out. And can I tell you something? That might not be the best thing for the Astros because the Astros don't have Altuve. He's hurt. They don't have Correa. Don't have Correa. And they're four games. They're only leading the division now. That seemed insurmountable. Like they were going to walk away with it. Only leading by four games. And here Seattle's come the, coming. Here come the Mariners. And you want to know and something? The A's. Here come the A's. All right? And the A's are crushing the Jays right now. Okay. So like, so for Houston, this is a very, very, very risky, risky move for them. Remember last year when they okay. didn't do anything at the trade deadline? Yeah. Keiko called out the organization. Yeah. Altuve called it. There were issues, and then they had the bounce back. They went and got Verlander, yeah, and like, they came together, and they won a World Series, and it was great. Everything was good. And rah, rah, and awesome. But you forget that there was a little bit of tension there yeah. between the front office and the clubhouse. Oh, I remember it. It, and, was, it was real. And, and Oh, yeah. Dallas it was Tiger real, was they, and they were struggling. And that's oh, bad. It's funny, because they started to struggle, and they're like, ooh, we better go do something, or else we're screwed here. And, and it Ver- almost didn't happen. Verlander didn't want to go. Yeah. He wanted to go to the Cubs or the Dodgers. I wish he would have. So do I. Stay away from the Yankees because he's the Yankee killer. But I don't care. He can crush the Yankees. That'd be happy. Makes me happy. But he gets it gives me the warm and fuzzies. Well, if they can't if they can't if they can't get out of their own way right now, if this whole Asuna thing blows up in their face, this could have been a big like this could be a okay. miss a big misstep. So, but it's going to be yet to be determined. We'll it, see. It's a TBD to be determined. And then just one more thing before we move on. Uh, little little bit of hockey before we get oh, to our gosh. football talk. Tom Wilson for for the Blue Jays. Just real quick. The season's over. They've sold off. If you're a Jays fan, you know what you're looking forward to now? Get your first look at Danny Jansen. Because it's not going to be Vladdy. 
No, he's not coming out of next year. You got to go to Buffalo. We're going to Buffalo. We're going to. We're going to trip to Buffalo. We might do an emergency podcast on the exactly. road. We might have. It might have to. It might be amazing. <laughs> we're going to Anchor Bar, by the way. Just like one hundred percent. Come on now. This what is you, no. Exactly. But see, this is how the game plan is going to work there in Buffalo. Okay, we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to get there because the one o'clock start. We're going to yeah. go to an early game. Oh hell yeah! And they're playing. They're actually playing the Scranton uh, Wilkesbury Rail Riders. What are the yeah, your boys? The boys. We get to the see Yankees uh, farm. We system. get to see the toe. The toe. Yeah, Torres. Oh, right on three. Oh, that's right. He's still, he got he's still, down. He's still, still down, down there. He's just hanging out, having a ball, just, you know, kicking his feet up. A little Ronald We're going to go, we're gonna go to a place called Jim's Steakout. I'm in. Good I'm little, so nice down. little sandwich shop. We'll go there, have lunch, go to Buffalo, the, the Bison Stadium, whatever, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Field. Coca-Cola Field. Watch the game. Go to Anchor Bar. I have chicken wings. Might potentially buy myself one of those boss, like the the, the <laughs> Buffalo Bisons rebranded as the Buffalo Chicken Wings for one day. So might have to get me one of those hats and, and watch pretty fire and watch some of the young Yankees. Watch the young up and coming Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. And you know what? That's at the end of the day. If you really want to get, like you said, if you want to get your first, look, you want to get a look at Vladdy. This is your chance. Just, like the Jays aren't calling him up, and they brought him to Buffalo. This this is almost like a fan service thing. As much as this is for Vladdy to face AAA pitching, yeah. this is almost more of a bone to the fans being like, listen, we're not calling him up. We're not starting his service time. Hell, he's not coming up next year until three weeks into April. Yeah. Exactly like Acuna. Exactly like Chris Bryant. This exactly is like Glaber Torres, it, too. Exactly. This is what happens, okay? But he's, he's he's a what an hour and a half two hours down two the, hours away down the highway. All right, you get to go see drive. him. You saw his debut was ridiculous. Triple A was afraid to pitch to him. Yeah, they walked him three times. He was over one, know but the one time he was over one, he got a, a sack fly. Like Vladdy, can I say? We, I think we should sit in the outfield as opposed to sitting behind the bench. <laughs> That's if they throw that's if they throw yeah. bitches. Can you throw to just yell throw to him? him ball. Just throw to Pitch him. to him. So cowards! You so. have no honor. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you, you if you're a Jays fan, you want to see Danny Jansen because that's a guy who might get called up. Yeah. You might see a Sean Reed full. You might see some of these guys, and that's what you're looking forward to. But we're gonna make a quick pivot now. We're gonna take a quick little pit stop at the NHL on our way to the NFL. Because we got to break down the AFC South and tell you a couple of the, a couple of the important things that happened since the last podcast. But someone got paid in the NHL, Mister Tom Wilson. Don't get me wrong, big physical forward played on the first line, did a lot of stuff in the playoffs. Uh, stop me if you've heard this story before that a big physical playoff performer gets a massive contract that well outweighs what he's ever done in the regular season. Welcome to Mister Tom Wilson and his contract. Well. He's getting paid for the next six years. I believe it's $5.14 million a season. Mm. What in the hell, Washington? I granted, you got your cup. That is paying you got for your the cup. cup. That's paying for the cup, basically. That, have you. you never, do you not remember Brian Bickle and all of the other cautionary tales of what you do to pay play like, big bodied playoff guys who never score like this in the regular season? Have you not learned the lesson? How old, how old was Ryan Bickle? Was he around the 24 age? 24 I think he was older. Because okay, I think so they got rid Tom, of him at like 29. So here's the thing. Tom Wilson, I'll give him that. He's, he's young. Like, yeah, he's, he's only 24. He's 24. One problem though. He's making a lot of money. He's making a more money than money. He, he he should be. I think be. he's making more. He's actually, I think, making this season more than Kucherov. <laughs> oh my God. He actually he is. I think he is. Yeah. He's making more money than Kucherov. Think about that for a second, people. So Kucherov, who had 100 points last year, I think, literally a monster. He didn't have 100, but he was damn he close. He was damn close to it. And then you have the Washington Capitals with Tom Wilson paying him a boatload. And and here's the thing for the Caps. You know they're he's you know what he's making more than? He's making more than TJ Oshie. 
No, sorry, he's not. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, I'm wrong about that. It's close though, because TJ is getting like uh, he got that eight TJ's year deal at, to make it work. TJ's at one point seven five, and Tom Wilson's at one point. Wait, one point seven five. Well, five five, five point yeah, seven five. Sorry, I'm looking. And at and uh, Wilson's at five point one. It's one four, right? So yeah. Like it's 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 freaking insane. It's obscene. Like what are we? It's do? obscene. Like oh god. Nazem Kadri gets paid four point five million dollars, and he's a center who scored thirty goals the last two seasons. See, and you know, coming up, they're gonna have to pay Braden Holtby soon. You, it's just it doesn't make any sense. You know, it doesn't make any sense. How did you get to this number? How? It's because they won the cup. It's yes. sort of, you know what it's sort of like because it's the cup. I'll go back to baseball <laughs> for a second. Uh, El, uh, Alex Gordon. You ever remember him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Kansas City Royals. Okay. Alex Gordon got paid after the World he Series. He got paid. Okay. Much like everybody else, because that was the thing. They won their World Series. They got their thing. And they kept their guy. And they kept their guy. But it didn't work out. No. And sometimes these and sometimes these contracts for big players. Look, look, you want to know something? Like that's a lot of money. That's that's for he's a guy getting paid. for basically I, I will say this. For a guy who's basically a third line player. The, the guy they pay they're paying the, him like Milan Lucic, and he's never produced like yeah. Milan Lucic. And the guy who's their third line center is being paid like a third line center in Lars Eller, who's making three point five. Yeah, like the way that I don't understand how how Lars Eller is getting like less, like that much less than Tom Wilson. I, I get it. You, you have Tom Wilson there, and he's sort of the grinder of the whole the whole first line. But but he doesn't score. He doesn't score. Like what are you doing? He doesn't score. Okay, you pay for goals. That's what happens. And then uh, do you want do you want to bring up your oh, your boy Stone. who also who is asking for some Mark, monies? Mark Stone, all right. Who the hell do you think you are asking for nine million dollars in arbitration? Nine. All right, you have never nine. okay. Last season, I'll give you credit. You were the only plus player on Ottawa. I'll give you that. But it's plus minus. It's just come okay. on now. But here's this the isn't, thing. This isn't a <laughs> nine million dollar players. You want to know what I expect from them? I expect 85-plus points I expect goals, season. too. I expect okay. 30 goals, All at right. least. Jamie Benn makes a, a good, healthy amount of Nine change. Nine and a half. Okay. Or actually, he might be eight and a half. That actually might be a deal. All right. But, like, you haven't... What have you done? You haven't done anything. And didn't we look at his goals? Haven't they regressed like, each season? Yeah. Now, granted, he did have a good year. At 50, it was only 58 games, but he was over a point a game. But it was only 58 games. Like, oh, what are you... And he's 26. He's 26. Like he, he's gone from. Okay, I don't count his first couple of seasons because he was kind of all over. He's the asking place. for. He's asking for 26, <laughs> 26, 23, 22, 20, and he's more of an. He's asking like, for more money than Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, and where think do about you that for all? a second. You have have literally not had more than sixty five points in a season. Where do you where do you think you are? Look, you might get six and a half, seven, because that seems to be the going rate for guys. Or you know what? Is he asking for nine just because he wants the fuck out of Ottawa? Maybe. And he knows they can't pay him, so he's like, I want nine. Maybe please, that's, maybe please that's, get me out of maybe here. Maybe that's what it is, but I, I want to know, like, where's he going to go that, and, like, what team? Like, the he's Phoenix guy? Yeah, no, I'm joking. Look, have fun no, with see, that. I actually don't know who would pay him nine so, million dollars. this is the thing. I really have no... San Jose. Do I know you know what? Maybe San Jose, because they keep striking out. Yeah, so figure of all, you know what? Let's go after him. We, we couldn't. Can, we had Hoffman, but we flipped him. Let's go get Stone and pay him more <laughs> money. And they'll probably get... No, they'll, they'll literally give up nothing for him. Because that's what happens. But, and Ottawa's, yeah. Ottawa's, Ottawa's, Ottawa's Ottawa. Just get the hell out of here. Smart up. Smart up. You are not a nine million dollar player. <laughs> you know who I pay nine million dollars to? P.K. Right. Subban. P.K. Subban. Carl. All right. Pernell Carl, I'd play Brent Burns. All right. Brent Burns makes eight. All right. Sean Monahan, I'd pay the $9 million for. Okay. Johnny Goudreau. These guys are, 
Like, I'd pay nine. You know Stars. What? Can I tell you I pay nine million dollars? I pay nine million dollars to Mitch Marner. Yeah. Before I ever pay nine million dollars to Mark Stone. Ever. Thank you. Not happening. This cover from Habs fan. Just not, throwing that out there. Not even in this lifetime, okay? Mark Stone, you faker. All right? <laughs> you think I forgot about you? Oh, my hand. Hurt right? <laughs> my hand. You show, you show up five minutes later? Some death. Some Get out of here. anger. Joke. Now, uh, joke. wrap this all up as we have a little bit of NFL talk before we get to our AFC South preview. And this was actually one of the more interesting ones. Um, that When we started diving into this, like this division looks like a mess. But just a couple of news and notes. From a Falcons your fan, your boy, my boy Julio's coming back. He's not holding out. He's already at training camp because I love Julio. The, the Falcons have a thing; they don't renegotiate when you have more when you have more than a year left on your contract. Julio had three, so they took a little bit of money from the third year and they put it on this year. You know what's going to happen next year? They'll take a little bit of money from that third year and, just and they'll put it on next year, and then they'll renegotiate the contract in the third year no, when it it's in be. the last year. And everyone's happy, and Julio's in camp, which we need, and everything's good again until I start screaming about Steve Sarkeesian because if he doesn't get Julio the ball in the red zone again, I might kill somebody. Can I give you a spoiler alert? He's not going to get him the ball in the red zone. Let me... Okay. Sorry. Happy thoughts. It's the preseason. Spoiler alert. It's the preseason. Sorry okay. for the spoiler alert. <laughs> Come on now. Learn. All right. It's Anyways. Julio Jones. Well, it's, you Throw know, him the ball in the red zone. But here's the thing. Like, you know, I'll get... I'll, Atlanta, Atlanta realized something. This is... I... I, I Spoiler alert for the for the uh, NFC South preview. I'm taking the Falcons. It's not because As you should, and it's not because of anything. It's just they're the most talented team in the division. They're the best team in the division. They have the best offense in the division. They have the best defense in the division. I don't, not the best head coach. I think that's he's Sean good. P- he's pretty good. Like he's number two in the division, yeah. which isn't wrong. like I have some issues with Sean Payton. The whole choking thing last year. I okay. wanted to kill him. Yeah. But I can't. I can. I can't say that he's a bad coach. No, I might think he's an asshole. So, but I can't say he's a bad coach. But for for the, but the Falcons, hey, you know what? They Fuck they you, got the, they got the, they get their man under contract, their star player. You know, because let's be honest here, you need him. You need him. You need him. You need like, him. Calvin Ridley. It's nice that you got a young, maybe a Julio replacement. Yeah, but he's not Julio. Exactly. He, he won't. Julio be. is <laughs> arguably he's in that echelon of. Julio, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, like these are the best yeah, receivers in the league. The, I'm not the biggest Odell fan. I I actually personally think there's only there's the, the three receivers. The best three receivers in football right now are A. B. Julio and DeAndre. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, those three the best, I, I, and I they think should be paid. I think like Odell the best. is there when you look at the situation. It's kind of like it's kind of like wow. Nuke when you look at the situation he's in and what he can do yeah. with it. Like it's kind of impressive. Like A. B. and Julio have quarterbacks and good teams that they play on. Whereas you look at Nuke and you look at Odell, and you're like, oh god, you guys have no one. To, like oh. Eli, Eli, Eli is not what he used to be. Okay, no. and even when he was, what, even when he was what he used well, to be, there's no more excuses for them because they they obviously realize that they must think that Eli still has it. So I don't want to hear any excuses yeah. from the Giants. No, that's their own fault. That's right. their own fault. Sorry, even Saquon, but whatever. Hey, Saquon was the most talented player in that draft. Oh, 100 percent. And it's the Browns just, screwed up. It's just yeah, <laughs> no surprise. I, I, I like Baker, but we'll we'll talk whatever. about that. Also, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley get paid yeah. for your sixty million dollars, forty five of it guaranteed. Well, when you have Lev Bell's just sitting there being like, "I told you, he, running backs but worth that much you money." Know what? Here's the here's the thing, though. I I, I will say I, I'm going to defend that. Like, St. Louis has the money to pay these guys. You mean L. A. L. A. I know no, it's going to happen. Plenty Excuse of times. me. Sorry. It's going to happen. Sorry. Plenty of times. They're, they're I LA. know. Trust me. The, the charge. I'm going to call oh, the the L. A. Chargers, San Diego Chargers, like for the next for the rest of my life, yeah. probably. So. 
they have the money to pay guys. They're not paying Jared Goff a lot of money. No. They have a lot of one year deals on these. You know, they're taking the chance on an Akib Talib, on an Adamican Sue. Like they're gonna have, they're gonna be yeah. a good team. They have the chance to do it. So hey, you can pay these. And Gurley's guys. still technically on his rookie yeah. deal. Like this doesn't kick in. They didn't rip up the rookie deal. No, this is actually so he still plays this year and next year on his yeah. rookie deal, and then this kicks in after. Like for the Steelers next year, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers do. They put a transition tag on him. Be like, here, go. Oh, they'll go trade him. It'll be like what happened with Cousins. Go see what you can get. We'll figure it out. If we want to pay we you that. We can match. Yeah, yeah. We'll we can match. match it if not. And, yeah. and that's what the thing is. Like, you know, Lev, like Lev Bell, Todd Gurley, they're the best backs in the league, along with David Johnson. Like, yeah. these guys are these guys are the best backs. They they do everything. They, you know, they can run the rock. They can, you know, they go, they go about it. And, you know, the only thing that Todd Gurley has going for him is, is that he did one thing that Le'Veon Bell hasn't been able to figure out. Well, he finally he maybe figured it out after a certain Garrett but Blunt left the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that was stay off the weed and show up to take your piss test because Todd Gurley's <laughs> never had to do that. Nope. So Todd Gurley, you know, getting paid properly, but he's on in the right situation to get paid. Yeah, and on a good team with with a good head coach, and you know, but what? he's reset the market now for running backs. Yeah, because so Le- Lev Bell was trying to do it. The reason, the only reason I brought up Le'Veon Bell is he was trying to do it, and everyone said he was crazy. And then someone did get the money he was asking for, so it may, it it sets the market more. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe maybe even in season and after season they negotiate because people plenty of people say that they're never coming back and then they come back. They always come back. That's what happens? If, if, so if, you never know. If Le'Veon this, Bell is this, smart, this might have been the thing where the Steelers go, "Shit, okay, someone did get paid that," and we might see. And they might want to sign him before David Johnson gets signed and some of these other guys. Zeke, yeah. what's Zeke gonna get? Well, the Cowboys are stupid. He's the offense. Well, no, the Cowboys more, are probably gonna he's, give. He's uh, more of the offense. Well, than exactly. Than Dak is, so. Well, exactly. So we're gonna see some. We're gonna see some running back yeah. contracts. I think get crazy with, yeah. with the guys that are coming up. So maybe you see the Steelers pivot and sign him just because you know what? Maybe we get him signed before the other ones start happening, and we see like the way I, always, I don't here's know the if we'll the, ever hit a twenty million dollar running back. But the way that money's going, like Stephon Diggs just got five years, eighty one yeah. million dollars. I know he's a wide receiver, but still, like I the think, money that's getting thrown around, you might and a team I, like Arizona that's not paying a bunch of people. It's not gonna have to pay their yeah. quarterback because he's a rookie. Oh, that's the you other might thing see something, too. You might see something stupid, see, like twenty million dollars for that's, David Johnson. That's where some of those other teams are at the advantage, as opposed to Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh's got Pittsburgh has paid their offensive linemen. They've paid their defense. Like they're paying AB. They're, they're paying, paying ben. ben. Like you know, they got their left tackle locked up. They got guys locked up. It's just you know, it, it's a situation that the Steelers are in that they can't. They you know. The, there has to be a little bit of. I understand you want. If I was the Steelers, maybe guarantee a little more money. Well, their guarantee was a joke. Well, their rolling guarantee, like I, I have the thing. Hold on, let me let me grab this. Well, you while you were grab it, I, if I'm the Steelers, look. Yeah, this the, is this is in it. the NFL from, from the, the rap sheet. In the NFL, personally, the guys you pay really are left tackles, and you pay you pay your head coach and you pay your quarterbacks. Yeah, but this this is what they offered him. So. So I'm not Gurley, a big I'm not a big so Gurley Ian Rappaport fan because he, I remember a couple years ago saying Ben wanted out of Pittsburgh. Ben never wanted out of Pittsburgh. He just wanted Todd Haley out no, no, of Pittsburgh. No, but this 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 was the deal because it's been reported by others. I just made made sure to grab the screen cap because yeah. this was it was pretty shocking. So it's five years, seventy million dollars. The only guarantee was ten million dollars on his signing bonus. Now, mm-hmm. granted, the way that they were going to do it is he would have made thirty three million dollars in the first two years, but in terms of guaranteed money. Ten million dollars is a fucking joke. Well, you know what? Maybe if like you stay up, now, now you have, no, but you have to understand. But you have to understand how you might get offended well, when that's the offer. Le'Veon Bell can get offended while he's in a strip club, sitting there, <laughs> not clearly working out, not clearly doing his job. So here's the thing: Le'Veon Bell, have fun on the bench, have fun splitting carries with James Conner this year. Uh, because I don't think that's it's going to happen. 
Do you want to know something? Mike Tomlin's look. Can I tell you something? I think he also I wants think, to win. I think Mike Tomlin knows something that this year has to be different for him because there cannot be any more screw ups. Oh yeah, this is a big year for Mike Tomlin. Look, I'm going to tell you something. People want like people I, in the organization I, wanted him gone. I'm going like, to tell you ownership, something. not the Roonies, but the, the extended this, ownership group. Can I they tell you wanted something? him gone this year. The Pittsburgh year. Steelers don't get rid of head coach. No, oh, well, fuck you, you, Chuck Noll, and then you had uh, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher, and now you have, like Mike Tomlin. Exactly. Okay, head coaches don't. They're not the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati's trying to do it with Marv Lewis. And, uh, yeah, but he hasn't won anything. He hasn't won anything. There's no point keeping. You're, so, you're keeping around a guy who can't win. That's so here's just the stupid. If Pete Carroll, so if Pete Carroll so still has a job, Mike Tomlin will still have a job. Okay, because at the end of the day, like Mike Tomlin sat there. Mike Tomlin's never had a, a losing record as a head coach in Pittsburgh. He's been eight and eight a couple times, but he's you know won division titles. These the, the the Steelers are the best team in their division. Arguably one of the best teams in the AFC. So it's just. A thing for them that this year there can't be the letdown game, and I think that there you has can't to, play down the teams. You can't play down the teams like week two. Or sorry, week three. They play. They play Tampa. They and better beat Tampa. Like they better score sixty points. Okay, and Tampa can't score fifty six. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like just score. You score thirty, and you put Mason Rudolph in for the rest of the game. In the, the human victory quarter. cigar. Okay, no, no more Landry Jones. I don't want any more Landry Jones. You, they have to win these games. Like you can't have because what happens the week after? They got to play Baltimore. You know, don't have the letdown game before you have to go into yeah. play. Show up. Win these games. Like, that's that's what it is for Mike Tomlin. And you know what? There's a lot of distraction. And and I think that Mike Tomlin is not going to let this be the distraction. James Conner's going to go. hope. Okay, he doesn't you want hope. it. You hope not. Especially playing because everyone, there are people on the NFL network who think the Browns are going to beat the Steelers pit twice this year. I'm sorry. That's okay. a little. I can beat the I, I like I like the talent on Cleveland, but even I'm going to sit here and be like, that's a little, okay. that's a little much. All right. I think Cincinnati is a better chance. I think Baltimore is a better chance of beating the Pittsburgh I don't know Steelers. About Cincinnati, Cincinnati, I don't they know always get Pittsburgh a final. But I, and you got to worry I, I, about Vontaze Burford because every time he plays, you know, it, you know, I just want he might be suspended. You really don't know. Yeah, you never know with him. So whatever with the Steelers, it's, I understand you want to pay your you play the backs, but at the end of the day, there's three guys you pay in the NFL: left tackles, quarterbacks, head coaches. They're the three most important because you want to know something. At the end of the day. When they're measuring success of teams, they're going to measure it by the quarterback first, not the running back. And Mike Tomlin said something a few years ago when Pittsburgh did win a Super Bowl, and a guy named Rashard Mendenhall was compl- sorry, not Rashard Mendenhall, Willie Parker was complaining about getting touches and stuff. And you know what he said? He's like, when I walk into Pitt, when I walk into the Steelers' office, I see six Lombardi titles. Sorry, five Lombardi titles, <laughs> six now, not five rushing titles. Nobody's bigger than the organization. No one's bigger than the brand. That's the way it is. It's like the Patriots. No one's bigger than the brand of the New England Patriots. It's the Patriots. Patriots, though, that doesn't happen. It's, it is, That's kind of an It's a Bill unique, Belichick. It's a very unique situation no to Bill Belichick. Well, nobody's, no one's going to be bigger than the No, because no, people use that all the time. You're never bigger than the team. You're not bigger than you the press, all that other shit. Yeah, it's not. But usually what happens is when you're really good, people make exceptions, yeah. unless it's the Patriots, because Bill won't even no. cave the fucking Dom, but, which is amazing. But th- we'll see what happens. Like... Look, at the end of the day, I think Pitts, I think if Le'Veon Bell, I'm sure the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell will get a deal worked out when it's all said and done. Everyone will be happy, and Ben will be happy, and the Steelers' offense will still be the killer bees. And the, the killer <laughs> and bee. the real killer bee, Chris Boswell. Chris Boswell. All right. <laughs> Anyways, AFC South time, baby. All right, so we're going to wrap this episode up with our preview. We're doing these until the season starts, going over all the divisions in the NFL. We're on to the AFC South today. 
And this, when, when we started looking at it, it was like, okay, I think we know what we're going to, I think we know what we're going to do. And then you start to look at the teams and it's going to be an absolute crapshoot. It's going to be a hell of a division to watch. It should be entertaining. There's a lot of talented pieces, but a lot of these teams are the island of misfit toys because they have all of these pieces, yeah. but they don't really seem to have them in the right places sometimes. Like, I think the Jags should probably win the division again. It's going to be harder. Okay, oh, <laughs> they're going to have a division winner schedule now. You, they, people have seen Leonard Fournette for a year. People have seen the defense for a year. Now, granted, though, that defense is scary good. AJ Boye, Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, that whole defensive line. Yannick Ngakwe, Kalias Campbell, like they're scary. They are un- Fowler. This, this is a very, very talented team. But they're led by Blake fucking This Bortles. is the issue. All right? This is ish. And this, this is, is the where, big issue. And, then, and this is where I think that they don't even win five. They're not even a five. I think they're a seven and nine team. I'm I'm, pro- I'm probably in the, I'm probably in the the very few. I'm, I'm not gonna be the one who sits here because there's a lot of people like the sexy pick is to have the Jags going to the Super Bowl. It is Bowl. the sexy pick, and I don't think that's. And, and I don't, I, they're I don't not know a Super Bowl that. team. They don't have a quarterback. That. that defense is scary. Yes, but I don't okay. know about that in terms of in terms of a Super Bowl team. I still think they're a division winner. I don't think they win the division. I think the division winner is is, is going to be Houston. I think they're second. And, I, I, and I, now I, Houston, Houston, Houston is, might be the best team, but they have the most question marks. Yeah, you have Deshaun Watson played five games. They were an electrifying five games, but that's five games. Yeah, JJ Watt hasn't been healthy in what four years? Eight, not three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. So JJ Watt hasn't been right in. Three like they did get Tyron uh, uh, Tyron Matthew. He hasn't that been right though since he tore his ACL yeah, and signed so, that massive contract so with we'll Arizona, who then cut him. So uh, if Tyron's back, that's 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 different. He's a game changer Remember, when he's honey back. Badger, honey Badger, Badger. Honey Badger, don't honey give Badger. a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but like when he if he's right, that's amazing. Marcellus Wiley, who was hurt last year, if he's right, he's a great passer. There's. Or sorry, Whitney Merciless. Marcellus Wiley retired a long time ago. He's on. He does. He does media now. But Mar- uh, Whitney Merciless. Like they have so many guys though that are hurt. Nuke is the constant. He's amazing. Fuller's always hurt. Lamar Miller's always banged up, and he hasn't actually been as productive as he was in Miami. No. Well, their offensive line is bad. That's an issue when your quarterback just came off a torn ACL. So he's maybe running for and his was life. running for his life before he got hurt. Like that's an issue. The most I but but again, if but you can see if they're healthy, they're gonna be the, the, fuller healthy and Lamar Miller healthy <laughs> and Donta Foreman coming he's coming off a ruptured Achilles. So that's yeah. that's kind of but all of these guys when they're healthy, like it's such a tantalizing team. I just don't think they'll be healthy long enough to win the division. I think there's going to be enough injuries that they can't put it together. I think overwhelmingly talent wise, that like they'll be healthy enough to come second in the division, but they might be eight and eight just because so many guys get hurt and and it also depends when they get hurt, how long they're hurt, how serious it is. There's such a there's such a crapshoot that just on talent alone, I think they're going to be number two in the division because of all the guys that could get hurt at very crucial places. I can't call them the first team. I can't call them number one. I'm going to call them number one just because I don't think that I don't think the, the Jags are that good. Look, Pittsburgh threw a fucking forty burger on them last year and lost. And if if Todd Haley runs the ball, Whitman Roethlisberger, I'm so upset about this. <laughs> this is, yeah. I'm so upset. I've been He's been but, holding this in for so long. Okay, can I tell you something? New England exposed that team. Okay, because New England was down. Okay, New England looked down and out, and then they just they they did things. 
Okay, and New England's offense, like, let's be honest here, really, it was just Gronk. Yes, Gronk running up the seams, and then the little dudes running five okay. yard five so, yard unders. So, are you telling me that teams this year are not going to do try and replicate this? And let's be honest here, it's Blake fucking Bortles. Yeah, it's Blake Bortles. Like, this is not like Blake Bortles is not that good. But here's the thing: if Deshaun Watson gets hurt, it's okay. Now, I'm Savage. It's, well, and then there's just okay. And then there's this the wild card team in this whole thing is not the Tennessee Titans. No, no, we'll get to the Titans. They're dead last. Okay, they're dead last. All right, we'll get to them and it, plain yogurt of Marcus Mariota. Okay, but it's it's the Andrew Luck led Indianapolis Colts. I, right? can't, I know you're. I know you're. You're on this whole. You know. I, uh, I, I haven't seen him throw a football in a year. I know he's doing it again. But he's, he missed a whole year and it was because Luck. of setbacks, and it's to his throwing shoulder. Andrew Luck. I, I don't do you know, know what the best thing to happen to Andrew Luck? I don't know. Do you know what the best thing to happen to Andrew Luck was? I'll tell you the worst thing. You got drafted by the Colts. No, no, no. <laughs> well, do you know what the worst thing? Do you want to know what the worst thing to happen to Andrew? Or the best thing to happen to Andrew Luck was what? Chuck Pagano gone. Yeah, Chuck Pagano was a mess. All right, Chuck Pagano gone. A terrible coach. Okay, he's an awful. coach. I'll still never forget that trick play. Remember <laughs> where they had no lineman and they snapped it to a yeah. wide receiver? Yeah, that's just that it's gonna work. If you haven't seen this, Google it. Google Chuck Pagano Colt trick play. It's worse than Chris Boswell trying to do the back behind it's, the back. Oh god, onside it's, kick. It's, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. So in all of football, <laughs> and that's saying look, something. Andrew Luck is one of the most talented quarterbacks in all of football. I haven't seen him. It's been so long. Okay, I I, I have Andrew Luck in fantasy football. <laughs> all right, so this do, is why you believe. Do you, do you want to know something about Andrew Luck? Was even with the Chuck Pagano teams. With no he, talent around him, yeah. No, he had no, no offensive okay. line. He had T.Y. Hilton and no running game. Okay. And no defense. Really no defense at okay. all. But they've addressed, in, 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 in the drafts, they've they've addressed some of the defensive issues. Like, their whole draft, like literally their draft literally went guard and Quentin Nelson, uh, Darius Leonard, linebacker, Brendan Smith, or uh, Brett, Braden Smith, excuse me, guard, you know, Kiyomoko Ture, a defensive end. Tiguan Lewis, another defensive end. There's also a franchise that's never drafted well ever. Well, guess what? It's a new era, baby. I know. But it's a new era. It's a new era. And you're telling me, okay, you want to know something? It's going to be the Reich way. You know what the right <laughs> way is? All right, Frank Reich, baby. Frank Reich. Okay, Frank Reich. The is Reich gonna, way. I, I honestly think that this team, this this indie team, okay, is going to be a team that's going to, look, they're six and a half, all right? Six and a half in Vegas. Wins over. That's a hard. That was hard. That was. I saw. That. I was like, that's e- that one, eh? easy circle. I want to put this many on. The- I like put ten shekels on the. That's Colts. that's that's if not actual shekels. Andrew Luck is healthy. Andrew Luck is healthy. Andrew Luck is throwing the ball. He's not throwing a Nerf ball. He's throwing an actual regulation size. I, I want to see him. I want to see him throw football. He will throw the football. I want to see what it looks like. Game one. If Andrew Luck still has the, z- like, if Andrew Luck looks like Andrew Luck, I believe you will. Even and, on an embarrassingly bad can team, I tell you something? That's he's, almost five hundred. That's almost no, five thousand yards. That's thirty plus touchdowns. Right now, he's the, he's the best quarterback in that division, far and away. Even when he and if he comes back one hundred percent healthy, he gives the Colts. Even with the question he marks, gives, he's the best he, quarterback in the he division. Gives, he gives the Colts the shot to win. He can win eight games by himself. He's this good. So if all, he's right, if he's right, and I and I believe that he is right. There's look, it's been a long time. Lots of rest for him. He's ready to go. He's thrown in camp. It's not like he's like he's on the sidelines sitting around taking second team. He's taking first team reps here. I want to see it. I don't trust a word Jim Mercer says. Well, it's, Frank that Wright. Snake. It's, the Frank, the- it's the Frank Wright way, buddy. We'll see. It's the Frank Wright we'll way. 
And then, you know. And, then, and now you get to the, the lowly. Now, here's the thing about your favorite team, the Tennessee Titans. Your Tennessee Titans, not my Tennessee They're Titans, my but Tennessee someone else's Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. They're my Tennessee Titans. So, like, they, have, <laughs> they have a very Tennessee good Titans. offensive line. Yes. Okay. They have an excellent offensive right. line. Tyler Der- Lewin and Jack Conklin are studs. Yeah. So they're, and I like Derrick Henry a lot. A little baby. He's a beast. He's, he's, have you seen the picture of him and the, the little running back that they yeah, have? Yeah, it's like, scary. That's scary. He's, like, a, he's, a, he's a large mammal. Now, Derrick Henry standing next to Mark Ingram, who's a big back. Makes Mark Ingram look like a bitch, and it, like that's how so, you know. Like, and their defense, defense is okay. Yeah, like they they have interesting guys. Like Jarrell yeah. Casey's very good defensive lineman, but they got. But they're led by a quarterback who. I said this yesterday. You ha- or la- I'll like, let you explain the the theory here. The the Marcus Mariota theory. Marcus Mariota is plain yogurt. Okay, <laughs> it's like Alex Smith. Yeah. Is he going to win you some games? Yeah. Can, can he get can he get some stuff done with his legs? Yeah. Is it is it the most is it Deshaun Watson electrifying? No. Is he accurate? Enough. Does he do anything that excites you? Does he go downfield? Does he scramble and make big plays? Does he do fun shit? No. Does he win games? No. He won enough last he year. He get he gets the job done. He got nine games you know, last year. You're man. hungry? You reach into the fridge. Plain yogurt fills you up, but it's not what you want. You put some berries in there, a little bit of granola, chocolate chips if you want to get real fancy. But nobody wants plain yogurt. Little strawberries? Little yeah, strawberries. exactly. Like, it's good for you. It gets the job done, but nobody likes it. And yeah. that's what Marcus Mariota is. And the other thing, too, is I plain yogurt. Is So two of the teams, Indy and, Indy and uh, Tennessee, all have new head coaches. Yes. Uh, Mike Vrabel. Is Mike up. Vrabel, I, see, and Mike Vrabel, I like as a coach. I just don't think he's got a lot to work uh, on the defense. Jarrell Casey and some uh, Adoree Jackson, he's got some pieces, but I don't think he's. I don't think there's enough there to compete in this division. And this division isn't isn't a world beater by any means. No, any like, way, shape, or form. I, can, I, I just. Like, I think they're the fourth best team in the, in the division. I think they are. And that's it. See, that's how I know you believe in Andrew Luck. Because if you didn't believe in Andrew Luck, you wouldn't have made. Well, no, I don't. See, that's the thing. I don't even I know, know if Andrew Luck is. I, know, I don't even I know, know if his shoulder's I okay. Be, I know you believe in Andrew Luck. Like I believe in Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has to say. Andrew my, Luck when he's look, when he's healthy. I just need Andrew Luck. To I don't have. See, I don't have him in fantasy. Days, like I'm, I'm not like dedicated to him or anything. All right, I'm dedicated. I'm a dedicated Andrew Luck but supporter. I, but I know he's good when he's healthy. I know he's good. Before I know he's what in, he is. You know what's funny? And I know what Marcus Mariota is. And you know what? Andrew Luck is the granola and the strawberries. And you know what? When he's really healthy, a little bit of chocolate. He's got chocolate chips in there too. <laughs> Alright? He's some. He's that good. He's like that trail mix good, shit. He's all delicious. The, he's all that good stuff. He's that yogurt parfait. So what's Blake Bortles then? Fuck if I know. <laughs> and that's why I think... And, and that's honestly why I believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to win. I think... I honestly... And the, the, Deshaun Watson... He's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> what type of ice cream? We're talking like heavenly hash, cookies and cream, cookies and cream, low key, or is it? Or is the what's the Neapolitan one? The Neapolitan, the three flavors. Yeah. Like he can run, he can throw. You know, he's got excitement. Like you know, you get a little bit of if you, if you scoop it all. Everything. Yeah, like what type of ice cream is he? Like what, what are we talking about here? This is an interesting. I like it. we like food. As you can tell, bit. we're a bit of a food food show as well. Secretly on the side. Oh man, yeah. I don't, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna be the oddball here. I'm going Houston, but I'm gonna say one thing: is that I wouldn't sleep on the Indianapolis Colts this year. 
No, if if he's healthy, if Andrew Luck is healthy, if Andrew it Luck could be interesting. Is healthy game one, and you Andrew Luck gets going because I don't know if you know that what Quentin Nelson said is that he will literally beat the crap out of anybody who touches Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck hasn't had that. Okay, and Andrew Luck is needed. This, this Quentin, is, Quentin Nelson is going to be his guy. Quentin Nelson is going to like he's going to be like you know like he's the, a Terminator. Okay, he's the FBI. He's like Secret Services. Yes. Like he's following Luck around. Like anybody touches Luck, she's going to walk up to him and be like. Him? Do you want me to take, take him out? Take him, take I, can him get, out. I can, I can, I can so, dispose of him, all right, sir. Quentin Nelson's a big dude. Oh, he's a all large right, man. You do not want to run into this man in a, no. in a dark alley. Hey, maybe. He might be friendly if you say Might be a nice guy. I like Andrew Luck. I Save am not me. going to touch him. I <laughs> swear to <laughs> God. So, you know what? That, that's, that'll be my one thing. I will say that the division, if Andrew Luck is healthy, it is a much more you know interesting division. I believe he's healthy. And I believe that it could be like... If they make a wild card team, you want to know something? I don't want to play Andrew Luck in the playoffs. No, because because that's the thing. Can if I tell you right, what? You know what I might play? You know what I mind going letting someone play in the playoffs? Here, New England, you play Andrew Luck. <laughs> have fun. Deflate Gate 2.0. Yeah, have fun with that. But we'll see what happens. I'm, you know, I'm going to say that the third they're not talented wise. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the most Jaguars. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the most talented team. If yes. they had Andrew Luck as their quarterback. If they're, they're my Super Bowl they pick. They are. Super, yeah, well, that's different. 100% Super Bowl pick. Even if he's gimpy. <laughs> but they have Blake Bortles. And Blake Bortles is probably the worst quarterback in all of football. How? Pittsburgh lost to that guy. I'll never understand in my lifetime. Ever in my life. Yeah. The Mike Tomlin let down game, baby. Hey, Le'Veon Bell. You wonder why you lost? Because you were looking ahead to. Yeah, freaking salami sandwich. <laughs> oh, and that's it for us today. It's the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabella. I'm Angela Lippa. And and don't forget, Hap. <laughs> we want you back. He'll be back. I know he will be. And then trade it again at the end. At the deadline next year. Probably. And we'll be back too. Next week. See ya. Adios. <laughs>